Welcome to the People and Technology Podcast. I'm David Gazzarotto, and uh, we've, we've got a very special edition here. We're at the Cornerstone Converge event. I'm joined, as usual, by my partner in crime, Jared Cameron. How are you, Jared? Great, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. We're at the annual Converge Conference in Sydney. Big event. We're uh, actually we're in the bar at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. And who are we joined? We're joined by Frank. Frank Machardi, who's the, yeah, the VP of, well, the Senior Vice President of APJ. That's right. That's Welcome. right. Thank you. Sorry for stuffing that Always up. great to be here. <laughs> it's awesome. So we've had a fantastic day at Converge. It's always, I mean, the, the one thing that Cornerstone's always renowned for is chucking a great event, right? And here that we are true. at a bar at the Western of Sydney, and uh, this just epitomizes it. Um, it's one of our core values. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> how, is. What, what's the experience of today been like for you, David? I mean, we we couldn't be more thrilled about the event today. Almost 150 people. Wow. Which includes great partners like yourself, but most importantly, it includes successful clients who really want to tell their story, and it's just such a such an honor to hear the stories. Yeah. There's some great ones today too, weren't there? We heard from some clients that have had some really interesting challenges over the years and Melbourne Water told a great story about where they've been going and where they're still heading. That's impressive. Yeah. It's an impressive story. Actually, it, what's most impressive about, about that story is, is really how Cornerstone as a technology, future knowledge as an advisory mm. capability and the client with an appetite to achieve some business outcome, the yeah. way those three things come together, it's like butter. Yeah. I, I uh, spoke to Linda as I, I presented after her today, and um, we talked about the, it's almost like a, a journey we've been on. We've been with them for something like seven years. Before we were with them. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and the maturity in both of our organizations and the learning journeys we've had, it's, it's, it's very symbiotic. And I think that's, um, you know, that, that to me is a testament to. Uh, to what we can do in this space, absolutely, and to what that you know that that combination of great software, uh, great consulting expertise, and a, a, a um, client with an appetite to transform—that's exactly right. And yeah. they they literally are transforming. Yeah, and, and it, I, it's great to be partners in crime with you on it. <laughs> yeah. I saw something interesting actually today, Frank. One of my takeaways was actually there were so many customers that were so grateful to be able to hear that story. Not just the Melbourne Water story, but to be able to hear from all of the customers, the networking. I mean, that's one of the key things about this event, isn't it? It's really, they get to come along and see. I mean, I had someone say to me, I've done exactly word for word what I want to do in my organization. Right. They've just spelled that out for me. Right, right. I think it's just great hearing those kind of examples, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, it's about, the, it's about building community. It's about clients coming together and telling their story. And it's actually also about clients helping each other right they they they're all on a journey and they're all at different places in the journey that's the great thing is to watch them connect and figure out that they can help each other it's a beautiful thing yeah now you're a cornerstone of through and through right you've charted a journey from very early Long days time. must give you a great sense of pride to to see what you've built here in asia pack in apj yep um and to see the evolution of not just um the, the team you've built, but the client base as well. That's a, that's a, the beautiful thing about today. It is the ultimate reward. I mean, yeah. I I was actually I've been with the company for 13 years, so I've seen the journey. Yeah. Um, you know, back when we started out as a learning management technology, and watching that solution evolve, 
has been an amazing journey driven by our clients. I mean, before I came to Asia Pacific, I was responsible for the global portfolio of clients. So I had this unique and uh, sort of blessed opportunity to see what clients were doing, why they were doing it, and where they were headed, which really drove our product. And, yeah. you know, I, I've... I was employee number one in Asia Pacific, and as you said, you know, to see something like this here today in ANZ, yeah. in a market that you know really has an appetite to transform themselves, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, well, I tell you what, we've been a bit remiss. We've introduced you, but there's probably some people listening to this podcast who may not be as familiar with the Cornerstone or who is Cornerstone. Yep. Um, so maybe if we could just give them the, the elevator pitch to help them appreciate. Well, we've been around for almost 18 years, and we've always been software delivered in the cloud, which makes us very unique. We also have built a unified talent management system that is 100% organically developed by us. We have never acquired technology and tried to integrate products to get the scope and breadth of what we do, depth and breadth of what we do. And, you know, our origins are in learning. In 1999, we started the company as CyberU, and its mission was to educate the world, yep. which is a very grandiose yes. mission. I mean, <laughs> we don't mission. mess around, right? <laughs> yeah. And I will tell Start you. Start small. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're figuring out how to do that, and I'd love to talk about it sometime maybe in another podcast. Yeah, when we can hear each other a bit better. When we can hear each other, and people are not dancing right beside <laughs> us. But um, what evolved from learning, which still today is at our core was a true unified talent management capability supporting the employee life cycle from hire to retire or even better said hire to success success from one role to another and how you move through an organization how you develop yourself how you make sure that you are being rewarded and compensated for great performance and how you're sourcing the right candidates to be part of your great organizations out there there are lots of technologies that can do that, that can automate business process. We don't think about it that way. We think no. about it as what kind of experience do you provide to a, someone who's applying for a job, to an employee, to a manager, to an executive. And you know, the, thinking about it that way really changes the paradigm on how software gets delivered. Yeah, Interesting, though, because, Frank, you talk about experience. We do still hear it a lot. I mean, we even heard it today from a couple of people that they're just still trying to get out of that sort of manual, paper-driven you know, like the experience, they, they love the concept, they love the idea, but they do still struggle with just trying to do things efficiently. Still seems to be a big driver. Surprises me we're still interacting with big organizations yeah. that are still doing things We're manually. still talking about moving off a of paper and automating yeah, stuff. Yeah, automation. Who cares? Lowest hanging fruit. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But here's the beauty, is that if that's really where you are in your journey, then you can do that with Cornerstone. You can do that yeah. with Future Knowledge. It's a journey. It's a maturity model, you and, and everybody aspires to get to the promised land. Yeah. What I love about working with you guys is you know how to take them there. We know how to provide great <laughs> software. You know how to take them there. Yeah. Yep. We, we agree. We have the patience, the resilience. Uh, I think you know, and I, I think we we have the passion too. And I think that's what I love about we all do. Cornerstone. And when I when I yeah we get the opportunity at events like this to get together with your team and it's yeah. you know uh, to see the passion. They believe in what we do just like our guys do as well. 
Now, we didn't want this podcast to be just a love-in between ourselves. There's alignment. Yeah, I think we've done 40 or so of these. 55. 55? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> um, and this might be the, the, the most um, self-aggrandizing um, or whatever the word might be. We but deserve anyway. it. Yeah, right? we why deserve not? Every once in a while, let's pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, look, let's, let's think about the future. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've, we've lit the spark here in Asia Pack. Um, we've lit the spark in organizations um, who can genuinely go from transactional models of HR to interactional models of HR, which I think is what we're all about now. Absolutely. Um, what, what do you see the next five years looking like for, you know, for this region, particularly? Well, the region has an incredible opportunity. And when I say region, I mean Asia Pacific yeah. as a whole. The incredible opportunity is to leverage all the stuff that's already been done in other parts of the world. Whether it be moving to the cloud or it be adopting talent management technology to support, you know, building culture, engaging employees, and helping them to succeed, the opportunity is to leapfrog and not have to deal with all the stuff that yeah. everybody's already gone through for the last 10 years. Talent management 1.0. 1.0. Go mistakes. right to 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> because guess what? It's not that hard, yeah. actually. People think it's hard. It's not that hard. Well, it's, pro- it's probably harder to automate your antiquated processes then it would be to reimagine them and think differently from the outset. Well, you bring up a good point because I, I actually believe that implementing technology should be the, the number one opportunity should be to reinvent the process. Mm. And time and time again, yeah. we hear they don't. customers and prospects <laughs> that want to take their old process and put it in a cloud, new, shiny thing. They think it's easy, right? Right. Why would we automate an old process? We need to take the opportunity to change it, to modernize it, and to make sure that that process is designed so that the employee has a good experience with it. Yeah. The technology can enable it, but you have to start with changing the process. Yeah. So look, a great example of the opportunity to leap would be if we look at what you're doing now around the latest innovation on the learner experience platform. Yeah. Um, and I look at that and I, and, and I see Cornerstone really seeing a trend and, and reacting and, and um, uh, innovating accordingly. So can you talk us through you know, where you're at with that particular piece of innovation? Yeah, I mean, look, I started telling you that learning's at our core. Back yeah. in 1999, we built a learning management system that was delivered over the internet. And learning management is very important to organizations. But to be honest, learning management was built in order to track training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does, does, any, does anyone really care about no. tracking training? No, um, maybe, maybe 1%. Right. Yeah. You know, it's still important to do, but the reality is, is that organizations have historically thought about training within the context of their organization and what they built and what they offered as training interventions, what were sanctioned by the organization was the most important thing. And the reality is, is the world has changed. When, a, when a, an employee wants to learn something, it's actually quite rare that they care about your training. Yeah. Yeah. They actually are looking outside of the organizational walls to consume training. They're Googling it. They're YouTubing it. They're finding relevant content outside the organization. So Cornerstone believes that still it's important to track it. But what we've done is now innovated in a way that allows us to put a learning experience on top of the learning management system so they can work in tandem such that the way that people consume training is the way that we consume YouTube or Netflix or we consume in, 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 in movies or the way we consume audio in 
iTunes or in Spotify. Yeah. And that's the modern way to consume content, yeah. and that's the experience that learners must have. Otherwise, they're going outside. Yeah. So why don't you keep it inside and enable them to go outside? Yeah, and keep it in the line of sight. It's interesting. Um, I've had this conversation probably with four customers in the last two weeks since since Cornerstone and you know launched this new learning experience platform. All of them want it. All of them recognize that's the need. And all of them are saying, I don't really know exactly how to go about doing it. So, you know, it's, an, it's interesting how it's perceived in the market at the moment has been a kind of how do we carve that path? And I think one of the one of the things that we need to do as a partner is we actually need to help customers to carve the Absolutely. path. Absolutely. We need some really good case studies. We need to show how you do it and show that it's not mission impossible. It's actually mission possible. And I think it is. And I don't think everyone has to bite it all off in one go, you know. Do it in pieces. Start small. Work your way up. Absolutely. And I and it look like the um, the world that I hope we can help create too is a day when we can sign a contract with the cornerstone in the morning, stand the software up in the afternoon. Right? That's and the then, dream. Yeah. And, and why can't we do that? There's no reason why we can't. Oh, I think there's no there reason really right is now. no reason. Yeah, I think. The only right. reason, I think, are the constraints we put upon our, our current mental models On yeah. about what implementation of software is, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a process that takes time. Yeah. Actually, the cloud enables us to think about it and reimagine it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think we can do day zero implementation. Yeah. Let's, that, that's our mantra. That is where we're headed. manage the journey. Yeah. Forget about the implementation. Well, it's it's not it's not about implementation. It's about adoption. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so you can't start the adoption to actually expose the software to someone yeah. who's actually a real real life user. So the sooner you can do that, the sooner you can start to let's reinvent the software world and focus on adoption and optimization and not yeah. worry about implementation. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, and how do you know how you're going to configure it anyway if you don't have that experience in your organization today? Isn't the best model put it into your organization and see how it goes? Isn't the best idea? I mean, that's the design thinking. Fail fast. Yeah. Stand up a prototype. Get some feedback. Yeah. You know? That's kind of anti-systems integrator, though. <laughs> it is, and that's yeah. another topic for another yeah, day. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. But I will tell you that the opportunity, I think, exists today to really think about that in a, in a way that's meaningful enough and has enough business impact yeah. so that we can focus. Look, the beauty of cloud is it can be configured on the fly. Yeah. We don't have to think about year-long change management cycles. Yeah, you're right. We can think about changing configurations in thoughtful ways to flex with the organization and be fluid. Yeah. And an organization who buys into that actually, I think, can achieve amazing things. Yeah, we can see quite often the most um, widely adopted software in enterprises are those that are virally adopted. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Y- Yammer, Yammer did that, right, back before the beast of Microsoft bought them. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, every other department had a little stand-up of Yammer, and, and there's nothing that IT could do about it. Yep. So what ends up happening is you look at the viral adoption and go, well, how do we create a center of excellence around that and expose that to others? And so it becomes uh, something that everyone wants to do and everyone wants Look, to the reality is. Is, is that all of our jobs will be irrelevant at s- someday because the machine will be configuring itself based yes. on the user's desires and the big data set that exists within the applications. They will be self-configuring. 
And it should be too. So we need to actually, we should start thinking about that because we're all yeah. going to be out of business. Well, I think, I think that's, that's the day. Well, hopefully we'll be, uh, I don't know, stunning ourselves in Tuscany or something. Uh, lucky for you old buggers. How about young fellas like me? I'll oh, come on, we're not that old. i to go. Oh, that's good. You're the next generation yeah, that's going to take it from here, mate. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about millennials, oh, frankly. I'm done with them. Yeah, I'm told. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I think on that rather um, you know, fabulous aspirational note, um, our time has come to an end. I can see people waving at us saying, come on, guys. <laughs> come dance with us. Come back to the bar. So uh, thanks very much for your time. Guys, love, thank you very much. Yeah, love working with you. So uh, we'll do this again sometime. Love it. Been really good. Been a good day, Frank, and looking forward to a good party tonight. Thanks too. for being such a great partner. We'll see you. We'll see you Cheers. next podcast. Thank you. Cheers. Until next time. Cheers, Bye. mate.